0: What's up, Dolph fans, and welcome into the Thursday, September the 5th edition of the Locked On Dolphins podcast. I am your host, Travis Wingfield, and as always, I am here to bring you your daily dose of Miami Dolphins football. And on today's show, we are previewing an actual NFL regular season football game. Well, at least the Dolphins will try to make it so. We'll get into the scheme, the players, the weaknesses, the strengths. Of the Baltimore Ravens. Plus, we'll introduce you to the 13 newest members of the Miami Dolphins, and we will predict the game and the lock of the week returns, all of that and more. But first, before any of it, I kindly invite each and every one of you to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. You can follow me on Twitter at WingfieldNFL. at the number one follow on Dolphins Twitter, by Dolphins Twitter. You can check out our Locked On Dolphins handle at Locked LockedOnFins. And of course, LockedOnDolphins.com. We have the game preview as well as the speed dating round for all 13 newest members of the Miami Dolphins. And last but not least, the other Locked On Sports family of podcasts like the Locked On Heat podcast and Locked On NFL podcast for all the local and national coverage of your favorite teams. And before we jump in, the opening week of the NFL is brought to you by Mack Weldon. Mack Weldon is a premium men's essential brand that believes in smart design and premium fabrics. Mark Weldon is better than whatever you're wearing right now. That's another before we get into these 13 new additions to the Dolphins roster, a practice squad move occurred on Wednesday because why wouldn't it? There's a new move every single day with this team. Gerald Willis, the former Miami Hurricane, was injury waived, but the Dolphins do have interest according to Barry Jackson in bringing him back once he is healthy. In his place, Jamius Pittman, the guy that was on the practice squad last year, had a cup of coffee with the Dolphins' former Central Florida defensive tackle is now back on the practice squad. We are going to To see that group and the bottom of this roster overturned constantly from now up until basically next season. And that's where we start here on today's podcast. I haven't gotten into the 13 new players on this roster really in depth at all, as even for me, a full time employee of this team, or I guess covering this team. They've been really hard to keep up with, and that's going to be the MO going forward. Let's jump right in here with Julian Davenport. He came over from the Texans in the Laramie Tunzel trade, and his 1,084 snaps played last season was more than any other Dolphins offensive lineman. He played four games at right tackle and 13 at left tackle, including the wildcard playoff round where he was the highest graded PFF tackle in the NFL of those eight teams. His sophomore season was all about durability, but minimal production. Of course, you guys have heard by now, his 12 sacks allowed was second highest among NFL tackles last year, and he committed 16 penalties and graded poorly across all metrics in pro football focus. He's long, a former team captain in college. He has the athleticism to get out in space and make some blocks in the open, but he struggles with his technique and explosive speed rushers off the edge. On the inside, a center acquired from the Indianapolis Colts for a seventh round draft pick swap, Evan Bohm, the all time leader in consecutive starts at Missouri. He is lauded for his leadership, intelligence, and durability, of course. He filled in adequately for Ryan Kelly last season and earned high marks from PFF, the 12th highest pass blocking center and 16th highest blocking run blocking center, according to their metrics. And the other Friday acquisition on the offensive line was Danny Isadora, a former Miami Hurricane, formerly of the Minnesota Vikings. He came over for a seventh-round draft pick, and he did not do so well with the Vikings. Three of his 21 games he played in were starts. He allowed 11 pressures last season en route to ranking as PFF's 119th graded pass blocking guard. He was 38th in run blocking on PFF. There's more extensive film reviews up on LockedOnDolphins.com because I had time to get to those guys last weekend. So go check out LOD.com for this article. Meet the 13 newest Miami Dolphins. And in that article is a link to the Boehm and Isadora film studies. On the defensive line, this Dolphins defense changed dramatically over the last five days. Nine new players are into the scheme, into this roster, most of them special teams, but that's kind of the price you pay for going from a wide nine defense to this Very versatile, very multiple defensive look that Brian Flores wants to run. Pretty much the antithesis of what the Dolphins ran under Matt Burke. And so the result are a bunch of new players that we've never heard of before for the most part. And that starts with John Jenkins. He was claimed from the New York Giants, a 2013 third round pick out of Georgia. So he's not unknown. He just hasn't found an NFL home yet. This is his fifth team over a seven year career, but his role is so clearly defined Up front, just like Danny Shelton last year for the Patriots, you plop him in over the nose tackle, you hope for 200 snaps there, even though Jenkins at 346 pounds only played 57 snaps last year and 109 reps in 2017. Trent Harris, another defensive lineman claimed from the New England Patriots. He was on their practice squad last year, hoping to make a similar jump to what Jamal Wilts did this offseason, coming over to Miami and making the 53 man roster. He's a 255 pound defensive end. Comes from the same defensive scheme, so you see the fit there with him. Avery Moss, another Giants claim, another outside linebacker slash defensive end. He goes six foot three, 265 pounds. He was on the Giants practice squad all year last year, has the requisite length. Long arms are a big deal for this team, both on offense and defense. He can defeat blocks, that's a big part of Brian Flores' defense, and he's more of a speed athleticism type. Than he is strength. He has to get bigger and stronger at the point of attack and figures in as a pass rush specialist early on. At linebacker, Vince Beagle, another guy kind of similarly built to that type of edge-rushing mentality. He was acquired for Kiko Alonso from the New Orleans Saints. He played only two snaps last year, was on special teams. He's undersized. He gets absorbed in the wash, but he wins with effort and technique. This guy loves the game. If you go to his scouting reports, that's all anybody could say about Vince Beagle, a very, very in-tune football player that loves being out there. He also was a teammate of Andrew Van Ginkle back in Wisconsin. Another linebacker, Deion Lacey, claimed from the Buffalo Bills, if his name sounds familiar, it's because it is. He was with the Dolphins last camp, got cut, headed back up north to Buffalo. He was formerly in the CFL to join the Bills. He played just 14 snaps, but racked up 299 special teams reps. He's undersized at 235 pounds, and he will be a core special teamer. James Crawford claimed from the Packers, another special teams ace, You can make fun of Vince Beagle's two snaps, but Crawford got just one snap last year. He is a South Florida native, St. Thomas Aguinas High School in Fort Lauderdale, went to Illinois for college, and then landed with Patrick Graham and the Packers last year. He was the Packers' second highest graded special teams player, according to PFF, but he's hoping to have an impact as an outside linebacker here. We have a long snapper and three defensive backs still to meet here in this 13-person meet and greet speed dating style edition of the Locked On Dolphins podcast. But first, let's take our first break. And before we do that, you guys go to DraftKings.com now and use code locked on. That's DraftKings.com locked on. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And while you're sitting around your house drafting your team, you guys should also check out Mac Weldon. Mack Weldon's mission is simple, to make sure all your basics and beyond are smartly designed and shopping from them is easy and convenient. Mack Weldon is better than whatever you're wearing right now. They started from scratch and engineered their own fabric and they made sure the design process was meticulous so you can count on the fit being the same each and every time. Mack Weldon built a world-class customer experience. The difference is in the details, so Mac Weldon obsesses over every stitch and every seam until they've reached a definition of perfection. Mack Weldon is the most comfortable underwear, socks, shirts, undershirts, hoodies, and sweatpants, and more that you will ever wear. They have a line of silver underwear and shirts that are naturally antimicrobial, which means all you stinky dudes out there, it's going to mask that odor for you. They want you to be comfortable, so if you don't like your first pair of underwear, you can keep it, and they will still refund you, no questions asked. And right now, for a limited time only, you can go ahead and get twenty percent off your first order. Just visit macweldon.com and enter promo code Locked On. That's twenty percent off your first order with Mac Weldon at macweldon.com. Promo code Locked On. I genuinely am sorry it took me so long to get into these player introductions, being back at school, having all this stuff going on with the Laramie Tunzel trade, talking about these college quarterbacks, trying to make sense of where this organization is going has kind of taken precedence to me over talking about some of these special teams aces the Dolphins acquired over the last five days, and that's mostly what these guys are, 13 new Miami Dolphins. Nine of them on defense. That's half of the defense, basically brand new. And we're going to talk about the impact that could have on Sunday's game against the Baltimore Ravens. But first, let's go ahead and finish up these introductions here and start with Johnson Batamosi of the defensive backs. He too was acquired for Laramie Tunzel in that Houston trade. Special teams continue to be the theme here. And I think Batamosi is the best. He was drafted by the Browns back in 2012 and played there for four years where he was a special teams maven almost immediately immediately he never really got himself onto the field defensively he was with the Patriots in 2017 and now he's on his fourth team in as many years Only played 20 snaps on defense last year, but 309 on special teams. Steven Parker was claimed from the Los Angeles Rams after he got cut in training camp. He spent 2018 on the Rams practice squad. He goes 6'1", 210 pounds. He's only 23 years old, so he's one of the younger guys of this group. He did have an interception this preseason, 11 total tackles and a PBU. He's a great tackler with ideal size for the position, but he doesn't run well, and he's a work in progress when it comes to zone coverage. Lastly of the defensive backs, Ken Webster, and his name is actually Ken Darius Webster, was claimed from the New England Patriots after he got cut after training camp. A seventh round draft pick of the Pats back in April didn't make the roster and was plucked by Miami before he could go to their practice squad. He played his college ball at Ole Miss where he was praised for his physical aggressive nature, Where have we heard that before. He's a willing tackler, Where have we heard that before. Likes to initiate contact at the line of scrimmage, but he is extremely green when it comes to working in zone coverage and lastly a long snapper I hate to say this but John Denny is gone and it sounds like for good as Tabor Pepper a thing a human a a object called Tabor Pepper I'm not quite sure what that is but he was claimed from the New York Giants he was out of football in 2018 with three different clubs in 2017 and he is the replacement for the GOAT John Denny so those are your 13 new Miami Dolphins head over to LockedOnDolphins.com to check that out and also while you're there Check out our Dolphins-Ravens preview, which we're going to get into right now as regular season football is finally here. Dolphins 0-0, Ravens 0-0, September 8th, 1 o'clock Eastern in Miami Gardens at Hard Rock Stadium. It's going to be a scorcher at 89 degrees, 68% humidity, and just a 10% chance of precipitation. So maybe for the first time in a few years, we might get decent weather for the season opening game and hopefully no seven-hour marathons like we had last year marathons the dolphins are six and a half point dogs and riding this piece or this preview i was thinking about last year looking at my titans preview and the preamble was all about hope and making a playoff push and hoping to end that playoff drought well things have changed entirely now you guys know that one trip around the sun can change everything Only 21 players from last year's season or last year's team survived a 60% turnover rate. A multi-year approach to team building is going to lead to some difficult days in the interim as the team hopes and plans to construct a better tomorrow. But we still have to play 16 games, and we're going to cover them all here on Locked On Dolphins and get you guys updated progress reports on all of these players, who has a chance to be here long term, all that fun stuff. But we're also going to talk about what it takes to win and lose. And this Ravens team, man, screw the Ravens. This is a team that is responsible for 50% of the Dolphins' playoff exits. It's only two out of four this century. But still, I don't like these guys. I never have. They always seem to beat the Dolphins when they play them, except for the great Camarillo year. So we have that. But despite all of it, despite all these shortcomings, the Dolphins will host the Ravens in a place that has been miserable for visitors going back to the renovations in 2016. The Dolphins are 16-6 and six at Hard Rock Stadium since they put that canopy up. And I briefly alluded to this in the 13-player meeting or speed dating round portion of this podcast. But changing out nine players on defense and special teams, you might be eating into that home field advantage right now because you've got all these players that don't have the conditioning in South Florida inherent to their current Makeup or their current athletic build. So that could rob some of these guys of the benefit the Dolphins have of playing at home. But even still, the Ravens have to play in their unshaded sideline. The Dolphins are going to have to do two things pretty obvious, pretty generic run the football and stop the run. And that's the keys to victory. The Ravens' scheme on defense is aggressive, just to put it lightly. Don Wink Martindale took over the Ravens' defense in 2018, and last year they were number two in points allowed and total defense, and they want to bring pressure, and that's going to be tenfold against this Dolphins' offensive line. There are some similarities here between this defense and what Brian Flores wants to run, multiple different fronts, some gap options for the Blitzers, an emphasis on disrupting the timing of the passing game with disguise. They're going to show you one look and bail into something else after the snap and the addition of Earl Thomas really gives that defense even more freedom. I'm pretty scared about this group. It's going to be imperative for Albert Wilson and Jakeem Grant to uncover quickly at the line of scrimmage and prevent immediate targets for Ryan Fitzpatrick because if that first read isn't there, it's not likely he'll have time to get into his second and third reads in the progression. The Ravens' offensive scheme, Greg Roman is the guy here, and he had Colin Kaepernick back in 2011 when the 49ers momentarily revolutionized the way offense was ran with the zone read but he's going to do the same thing with Lamar Jackson. There's going to be plenty of misdirection and Jackson's speed inflicts indecision with that misdirection. They're going to stress every single gap of the defense and his occasional chunk gain in the passing game just gives you so much to think about. We're going to see power runs. We're going to see zone reads. It's going to be a difficult ask for Miami's defense and one of the keys is going to be Raquan McMillan. If he's back and healthy, he would go in long way to helping this Dolphins run defense get their keys and get their fits. The players for the Ravens, a lot has changed here for this Baltimore program. They lost to Darius Smith, C.J. Mosley, and Eric Weddle, but it still starts up front with Patrick Owosso. I think I got that right. He is difficult to block. He had a 17.4 PRP mark. That ranked second behind qualifying pass rushers at the outside linebacker position, only behind Darius Leonard of the Indianapolis Colts. He can pick his spots against a pair of very vulnerable Dolphins tackles now that Laramie Tunzel is gone. His partner in crime Matthew Judon is also a beast 23rd among edge rushers in that category while sub package linebacker Tyus Bauer ranked 18th these guys are going to blitz 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 and blitz some more and stunt and throw games at the Dolphins offensive line it should be a challenge especially when you consider the sheer size and power they have up front at the point of attack Brandon Williams has been an issue for this Dolphins team every time they've played. And Michael Pierce even outpaced Williams in run-stop percentage last year. The Dolphins' inexperienced interior, paired with problems against the power these guys offer, does just not bode well for the Miami Dolphins. And the Ravens' secondary might even be the best part of this defense. Jimmy Smith, Brandon Carr, and Marlon Humphrey are all exceptional, and they all challenge routes at the most critical points at the line of scrimmage, at the top of the route, and at the catch point. They have terrific recovery speed, ball skills and they're each willing to stick their nose in there to make a tackle. And then of course, there's Earl Thomas who really needs no introduction. It's going to be crucial for Preston Williams or Devontae Parker, those X types of receivers, the bigger bodies to make an impact in the vertical passing game. They should have a chance to get a one-on-one opportunity into the boundary without safety help. They're going to have to get on top of that defense to win this game. The offensive system for the Ravens is based around the running game, and new addition Mark Ingram joins Gus Edwards for an impressive backfield, but also rookie Justice Hill is something else in terms of a home run flash. He and Hollywood Brown, another rookie at receiver, really give this offense a lot of speed, but they also match it with the power of Ingram and Edwards, but also the two tight ends they have in Mark Andrews and Hayden Hurst. Those guys take a lot of pride clearing lanes in the running game, and Andrews is a difficult cover over the middle in the passing. Game, he's a perfect play action complement for Lamar Jackson. Ronnie Stanley, their left tackle, allowed just 17 pressures last year. Orlando Brown, the right tackle, just 16, and only one of Brown's pressures resulted in a hit. He went zero sacks, one hit, 15 hurries on his quarterbacks, and the guard play is even more than adequate in its own right. Marshall Yonda is a perennial pro bowler, but the center position is where the Ravens are vulnerable. Matt Scura struggled last year, taking over for Ryan Jensen. And when we come back on the other side of the podcast, we'll discuss the concerns, the opportunities, we'll project the game, we'll do a lock of the week, but as far as projecting games goes, it's time to celebrate for football fans because the greatest sport in the world is finally back, and DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy football, has huge week one contests. The first one starts this Thursday night when Chicago and Green Bay kick off the season in a single-game showdown with $2.5 million in total cash. Up for grabs. Draft your single game showdown lineup and feel the sweat like never before. It's simple. You just draft six players from the season opener, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Plus, new users who sign up today on DraftKings using code LOCKEDON will receive a free shot at $1 million top prize. Nothing adds to the sweat of watching the game quite like having a shot at a million dollar payday. Get in on the season opener action now, download the DraftKings app and use the code LOCKEDON for a limited time. Both new and existing users can get a deposit bonus up to $500 and new users don't miss this extra special week one bonus. Enter code LOCKED ON to get a free shot at $1 million with your first deposit. That's code LOCKED ON only at DraftKings where you can make it rain. Minimum $5 deposit required. Deposit bonus requires a 25 times playthrough. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com. For details. And while you're doing that, if you found a hundred bucks on the street, would you pick it up or would you keep walking? Of course you'd take the money. So why do you keep picking winners in this league and not betting on them? That's why I go to my bookie. It's fast. It's easy. And they pay you when you win. Let's face it. Where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. I wouldn't be telling you guys to bet with them if they were not the very best. Do the smart thing. If you're going to bet football this season, bet with my bookie. Did you know you could bet on games after the kickoff? If by the second half, it looks like your bet might lose, you can always just take the other side. And if you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, you can try a parlay bet. If all your picks come through, you'll multiply your winnings. And no matter how you bet, the NFL season is just the best time of year. Join now and MyBookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code LOCKEDON to activate that offer. That's promo code LOCKEDON. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. You know about the scheme and the players. Let's go ahead and talk about the concerns for Miami ahead of this game. Or maybe not the concerns, depending on where you want this season to go for the Dolphins. But it all goes back to the running game. And really, it's an interesting dynamic because that's where the Dolphins want to be strong. But this Ravens team is just built better to do what the Dolphins want to do between Lamar Jackson, Mark Ingram, Justice Hill, and then you've got Mark Andrews to worry about in the play-action game, and Hollywood Brown, the touchdown deep pass waiting to happen on defense, the pressure packages, are just going to be more than Miami can handle. Even if the plan was to line up and win one-on-one matchups, the Ravens would still get pressure on Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's more than likely to put some balls in play for that aggressive ball-hawking secondary. Rookies Michael Dieter and Shaq Calhoun are still slated to start at the guard positions, even though Brian Flores says it's unclear what they're going to do right now on the offensive line after starting the same five guys for a month straight. But these two guys, the rookies, struggled immensely in pass-pro, and the Ravens are going to have a complex rush scheme that will not make things any easier. The opportunities for the Dolphins, some way, somehow, they're going to have to find a way to run the ball successfully. They need to accomplish that and go against some tendencies with first down passes and using the Ravens' aggressiveness against them. If they can fit their run gaps on defense and really make Lamar Jackson beat them from the pocket, that's their best chance as well. But back on the offensive side, Chad O'Shea comes from an offense that has extensive packages of screen passes. Some well-timed calls in that department against the Ravens' blitzes could spring jakeem grant albert wilson Kenyon drake or whoever it might be on a big play you guys already know by now the projected result for me in this game is a loss because i said they were going to go 2 and 14 on yesterday's podcast and those wins were against the jets and washington so obviously i'm picking a loss in this game it's going to be a lamar jackson homecoming the hometown kids gonna have so many fans there as I'm sure rookie Hollywood Brown will as well. But the Dolphins just fail to control both lines of scrimmage as the Ravens are more equipped to do so. I think the game stays close up until halftime, but Baltimore eventually pulls away and wins 27-10. to Dolphins fall to 0-1 with a loss to the Ravens. And with that, it's the return of one of my favorite segments all year long here. We're going to get back into the lock of the week here on the Locked On Dolphins podcast. You've been it. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. And normally I save these for more positive types of interactions for this Dolphins team. But this week, the lock of the week, I had a hard time thinking about this. But given the curse of John Denny, I believe we just put on this team, my lock of the week is that one bad snap is going to happen. Tabor Pepper is going to have a lot of opportunities in this game, whether it's field goals or punts. This is not something personal. I hope the kid does well. I'm pulling for him in his career. But it would seem that if losing games is the preferred route, a faulty snapper could really aid in that crusade. Short hopping Matt Hawk feels like a lock. You like that rap? I wrote that last night. Very proud of that one. That's my lock of the week. A bad snap from Tabor Pepper to pay us back for cutting John Denny as we completely asked for this. So 27-10 Ravens. One bad snap from Tabor Pepper. We'll see how that works out. On tomorrow's podcast, we're going to do an extensive mailbag. We'll have College Football Friday. And don't forget the Scouting Report article every weekend on the top four college quarterbacks Tua Tungavailoa, Jake Fromm, Jordan Love, and Justin Herbert. But with that... That is going to be my time for this podcast. Make sure you guys check out MacWeldon.com, our title sponsor. They make the best undershirts, socks, underwear, all that fun stuff. MacWeldon.com. Promo code Locked On. You all please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. Check out the other Locked On Sports family of podcasts for all the local and national coverage of your favorite teams. Follow me on Twitter at Wingful NFL Follow the show at Lockdown Fins. Keep up to date on the Daily Dolphins blog over at LockedOnDolphins.com. You guys have a great rest of your night. We'll talk to you again tomorrow for a Friday edition of the Locked On Dolphins podcast, your daily dose for Miami Dolphins football.